This is a story from the land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. If you would like to support the work that I do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash land of Nod learning. Thank you. The Crane Wife Once upon a time, in ancient Japan, there lived a lonely sailmaker named Osamu. Osamu's house was built high above the sea, on a hilltop. From where he sat weaving his sails, Osamu could see the green salt marsh below, dotted with white cranes. As he pulled the warp and weft of his sail fabric together, he would often think to himself, How beautiful the cranes are. Of all the birds, they are the most like sails, as if the wind were held in their wings. All of his life, Osamu wished for a wife to comfort his lonely hours at the loom. But with one rice steamer, one pot for making tea, and little else, he knew his chances of finding a wife to live with him were quite small. Soon, autumn came, the season of storms. Red leaves fell on the dark wood of his porch. One night, as the wind howled, Osamu heard something at his door. Curious, he looked out. There lay a great crane, stunned and still. Oh, poor bird, he cried, kneeling down to tend to it. Osamu carefully folded the crane's crumpled wings and carried it inside. How light it was! so delicate. Amazed, he warmed the beautiful creature by the fire, caressing its wings. Soon its black shining eyes opened. For three days, Osamu nursed the crane back to health. Then he watched it soar away. Time passed and one night a great storm blew in from the sea. Through the sound of the pelting rain, Osamu heard a knock at the door. Who is there? cried Osamu, peering out. A beautiful young woman gazed up at him, her black eyes shining. Who are you? gasped Osamu. Help me, cried the young woman, shivering in her wet clothes. Oh, forgive me, please do come in. Osamu bowed and stared as she stepped inside. Never in his life had he stood so close to a beautiful young woman. Osamu served the young woman tea and rice and a little bit of the precious fish given to him by the fishermen in the harbour. Gradually, she stopped shivering. They knelt across from each other. The lamp flame flickered. Finally, he found words. How had she come to him in the storm? Where was her family? Where was her home? Osamu asked her many questions, but all the young woman would tell him was that her name was Yukiko. Time passed, frost covered the black twigs outside Usamu's window, and still Yukiko had not left. It was beyond Usamu's wildest hope to think that she might stay. He was afraid to ask her to marry him. He had so little. Yet as the days passed, a love grew between them. With no words spoken, Yukiko became his wife. But Usamu was still just a poor sailmaker. And it came to a time in the little house above the marsh where there was not enough food for the two of them to eat. Yukiko saw this. She came to him one day and said, Husband, 
I will weave you a magic sail that you may take and sell in the village below. But how can you weave a magic sail? She pulled the dressing screen across the room, hiding his loom, which sat near the window. Yes, I will make you a magic sail, but you must promise never to look at me as I work, she said. Well, why? Samu asked. Promise me, Yukiko insisted, and Osamu promised. Yukiko began to work. Osamu could hear the shuttle sliding and the loom rocking. Hours passed, night fell, Osamu slept. At dawn, Yukiko was still working behind the screen. When at last she appeared, Yukiko looked very tired. That's natural, Osamu thought. She has worked all night. But when Yukiko placed the sail in his arms, Osamu forgot everything. Though immensely strong, the sail weighed nearly nothing at all. A sound like faraway whispering lifted from the folds. Osamu put his ear to the sail. His eyes opened wide. Yukiko had woven in the wind. Osamu ran to the harbour with the magic sail, showing it to all, and was paid enough gold to live for half a year. Osamu ran to the harbour with the magic sail, showed it to everyone and was paid enough gold to live on for half a year. Overjoyed, he ran home. Yukiko smiled. Time passed. Springtime came. Rain fell and marsh again blossomed green. The white cranes returned. Yukiko and Osamu could hear their calls. It was late in spring that the gold ran out. Once again, Isamu and Yukiko grew hungry. Isamu said, Yukiko, you should weave another magic sail. Oh, husband, I cannot, she replied. It takes all that I am to weave such sails. I am afraid to weave another. But wife, please, one more, I will never ask again. Yukiko looked at him. She loved him. Do not watch me then, she said. She disappeared behind the screen. A full day passed. Yukiko, Isamu called. Do you want water? Do you want rice? The only answer was the sound of the loom rocking. At the end of two days, Yukiko emerged exhausted, holding a second sail, more beautiful than the first. It too held the wind. Thinking only of gold, Usamu ran to the village and sold the magic sail. Everyone talked of Usamu's skill, for he told no one it was Yukiko who had made the sail. Again, he was paid enough gold to last six long months. Time passed. Autumn returned, the season of storms. The cranes in the marsh grew restless, their feathers ruffled in the bending grasses and flying leaves. One day... Usama was visiting the village when a great trading ship docked in the harbour. From it strode a tall captain, a wealthy trader. The captain questioned the fishermen in the harbour, and they all pointed to Usamu. I have sailed a great distance to find you, Osamu, said the captain. I want you to weave a magic sail from my ship. Osamu thought of Yukiko and of the promise he had made. I cannot, he replied. The two I made are the only two I shall ever make. The captain laughed. (laughs) Make me a sail, Osamu, and I will pay you a lifetime's gold. 
You shall never work again. A lifetime's gold, thought Isamu. Imagine. Home he ran. Yukiko, he called. There is a man in the harbour who will give us a lifetime's gold if... He stopped at the door. If you will weave one more sail? Fear swept across Yukiko's face. Osamu, no, I am afraid. Yukiko, a lifetime's gold. Don't you see? We will never want for tea or rice again. But these sails, it is my very self they take. Osamu frowned at Yukiko. I am your husband, he said, his voice growing loud. I command you. Yukiko began to weep. Very well, she said, trembling. But promise me you will not look at me. I promise, I promise. Now go, go make my sail. Yukiko pulled the screen before the loom and disappeared. Outside, Isamu paced his porch. He could see the ship at anchor in the harbour waiting. A day passed, then another. Still Yukiko worked. A third day dawned. Never had she worked so long. What is she doing? Asamu wondered. Yukiko! Yukiko! He called. Do you want water? Do you want rice? But she gave no answer. Why, wondered Asamu, should only Yukiko know how to weave magic sails? Why could he not learn the secret of weaving in the wind? Then he could make as many magic sails as he wanted, and he could save Yukiko the work she did not wish to do. Osamu could hear her shuttle sliding and the loom rocking. Yukiko, answer me! Unable to contain himself, Osamu ran around the screen. A long beak swung towards him. Sad black eyes gleamed at him. There stood the crane he had saved from the storm. Yukiko! The bird was weaving its white feathers into the sail on the loom. Filled with the sea wind, the feathers were trembling. Yukiko! Isamu cried. But the only answer his crane wife could give him was a soft, strange sound, like a cat purring in bamboo reeds. Then Yukiko spread her tattered wings lifting herself through the window and out into the night sky. Never again did Osamu see her. He wove simple sails for the rest of his years there at the window, gazing at the marsh and the white cranes. And each autumn, in the season of storms, he waited for a knock on his door. The End <laughs>